Hello and welcome to episode 108 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. I'm Mike. We very nearly weren't with Al because I just managed to figure out how to kick him out of the room. Uh, but he's wormed his way back in like the worm that he is. Al, how are you? Well, I was doing better until you introduced me, Mike. I mean, nice to see you too, buddy. <laughs> I'm only messing. I'm only messing. Worms are very lovable. And also, worms, can you like chop a worm in half and then there's two of them? Does oh, that work? That is a complete fabrication. If you do that, you end up with two halves of a dead worm unfortunately don't do that <laughs> all right cool. fair enough I'm a, i wasn't planning on killing any worms but uh just in case you know the the opportunity arose and i thought about it which would be very uncharacteristic of me <laughs> now i know not to do it uh, al uh, how's your week been you know what my week's been pretty good it's been a it's been a successful week i've got a lot of uni stuff handed in i'm now on holiday this week and i'm spending a lot of time playing with small child who's running around the house and is massively um, amusing plus i got to play a bit of actual mario kart on the switch i actually played the switch wow i'm impressed and anton how on earth are you i am doing very well uh playing the odd bit of video games i got to wear a suit this week which is a highlight which involved being outside uh, the world's moving up. How about yourself? Yes, very well. Thank you very much for asking. I uh, have been very busy and have a very busy week coming up. But it's all good. And uh, I've managed to play a bit of uh, a couple of games, which I'll come on to in a second. Anton, did you manage to play any Switch this week? Uh, sadly, no. I'm a traitor. I will be burnt um, mm. at the stake. I could remove uh, you played... from the room. I know how to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I think you have too much power. I might need to take away your moderator status. Um, but nonetheless, um, I've been playing Skate Free uh, on Xbox. So okay. I didn't expect to get addicted to that game again. But it happens. So I think that's my life for the foreseeable future. Nice. So um, how does it measure up do with to re- um, Tony Hawk's? Because we've also got one and two remastered and I presume you've played them in the past, if yes. not the remakes. Yeah, honestly, it's a shame that, you know, I actually was watching, I think, the Digital Foundry analysis of the Tony Hawk games and they just look visually so much better than the Tony, um, the Skate Free. But fundamentally... I dislike the Tony Hawk games and I prefer the Skate Free games because they're more simulation. Like the the way you're using your analog sticks and the flick tricks corresponds a lot more than just tapping some buttons. Um, which I guess it's that kind of thing of arcade versus simulation, although Skate Free is not fully simulation. But uh, I hope we do get Skate Free. That would be a great one for a, a 10 years later HD remaster. But yeah. Uh, God, I really wish I could play that Tony Hawk Pro Scare because it does look good. <laughs> yeah, uh, Al, you, you said you played some Mario Kart. Was that with friends or was that just uh, an online game or what did you I was do? sitting on the couch with my partner and my son and I may have been the dad that won every single race because when you're doing multiplayer, sort of, you know, when you're doing it sort of against the CPU, it's very hard to come behind small people um, because, you know, the CPU is way in front of you. So I decided I may as well just try and play normally and I usually win because I'm not actually bad at that game. Uh, little person yeah. was consistently around about eight, though, so, you know, he didn't do too badly. It's all right. That's pretty good, considering he's only very little. So, yes, excellent yeah. stuff. Uh, sorry, Anton, you're going to say something. Yeah, I feel throughout the podcast, like the, the three years we've been doing this, we've slowly heard about the progress of their Mario Kart career. <laughs> you know, starting at 12, moving up to 10, up to 8th, we just need to get into the seven six part, and you know that's and it, that's it pretty won't good. be long before he's there, and then he'll be kicking me my bottom, and I will be, you know, proud of dad. Definitely, I won't be grumpy dad at all. <laughs> not not in the slightest. Nope, nope. I I definitely will be the grumpy dad, and I know that already because uh, I already am. Um, I managed to play a bit more of Black Sad, which I still am failing to see the issues that most people seem to have talked about and why it got such bad reviews, but I suspect it's been up- updated and, and patched dr- dramatically because it's fine. It's good. I'm enjoying it. Um, nice game as well. I do enjoy this. The story's good. So, yeah, looking forward to kind of working through that a bit played a bit more of plants versus zombies as well which i'm really enjoying there's just too much to do there's it's so wide and vast but i've enjoyed doing some upgrades and and unlocking some stuff so that's been good fun haven't played as much switch as i'd like this week but i did get to watch two movies which is unlike me um friday and saturday a movie each night which is a a, a real um 
treat at the moment with a very young baby. So but, maybe we can uh, dive into them in the last call at some point. That'd be fun. Yes, well, we'll talk about that. So for our, just to mention that for our Patreon supporters, we'll be doing our episode of Last Call, which we always do generally after this episode, and that's exclusive to our Patreons as well as that. This week we did, uh, Anton, a really good episode of the prequel for our SNES and N64 tier, and we covered a, an old computer from the 80s, the Amstrad CPC, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, it was uh, really great to dive into the history and uh, almost want to buy another pointless computer from the 80s uh, and learn about Alan Sugar. Didn't know what he did. Now I do. Uh, Great episode. And as well as that, tomorrow we are planning to do our newest expansion chat. So that is on a Monday, depending on where you're listening to this episode. And, uh, you know, we'll be doing a little bit of a quiz followed by some Among Us because we do have a new map there, which is going to be very exciting. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. And quite usually what happens is I get ganged up on by uh, several of our Patreon supporters. And that's fine with me because it makes it more um, exciting when I actually win a round, <laughs> which doesn't happen very often. <laughs> well, to be fair, last um, time I did sort of ringlead the assassination of you to begin with and we all crowded around you and killed you. But unfortunately, one of our I, one of our fellow co-hosts decide to record the killing and then play it slide by slide or scene by scene to point out that it was me <laughs> that actually killed you. So that sort of went it did. backwards. Yes, <laughs> that was very funny. Um, but it's a lot of fun. If you want to sign up, um, we would absolutely love you to be part of our Patreon. And, you know, why wouldn't you want to be? There's up to nine extra podcasts, depending on which tier you're on, and loads of extra good stuff, as well as our Discord, which is very active. And we've uh, we mentioned regularly that we have more and more people joining, and I think we've got our highest numbers at the moment. So if you want to find out more, it's nsukp.co.uk forward slash support dash us. And I implore you to come and join us. So, yeah do that there's something i was going to say about it oh yes we also do um mugs every so often we've already done those for the for the first round of uh, of our patreon supporters it's usually if you're there for six months on the n64 tier you'll get yourself a nice nsukp mug and the cool thing about it is when we do them they're always unique because is we don't we don't we don't have like loads of them in a warehouse we literally make a custom amount so it's a very uh, custom mug. In fact, I'm using mine tonight. Not only the people watching the stream can see that. And again, you've got to sign up for that too. So basically loads of good stuff, Al. Indeed, indeed. I mean, to be fair, the mugs might be about two months late. <clears throat> but they're coming, they're coming, yeah, but they're, I promise. But yeah. they're coming though. They and they're coming. Yeah, I know and they're, they're coming. Awesome. And I'm very excited to uh, to get my hands on another mug. And with that, I think we should start talking about this week's news. Tell us that people want to know. P-Cube have announced a new game. It's seven years from now for the Nintendo Switch. It's a 3D pixelated RPG and it's coming out on the 28th of May. Uh, pixelated RPGs, Anton, we've uh, got one or two of these. Yeah, this one's, uh, you know, I'm vibing with it. It's a classic uh, mobile game. It has done incredibly well, award-winning on mobile, uh, but it doesn't feel like we've just gotten a mobile game here. It's kind of got the aesthetic of the tourist minus the fancy lighting that the tourist employs. I'm keen to see this one. This is definitely a title that I would want to, ideally a demo, to learn what the story is about in the world and uh, get all those mechanics. But depending on how well the port is or how cheap PQ puts it on sale, because they do like a good sale, this might be one worth giving a wee look at. Yeah, I mean, it, as you say, it's been massively successful. It's downloaded over 6 million times on mobile, so, I mean, that's not to be scoffed at. And we are getting all of the DLC. You know, the game itself, technically, on mobile is free, but if you buy all that DLC, it's a good, I think it's something like $21 worth of DLC, which, if they price that around about the £15 mark-ish initially, that seems reasonable. And knowing PQ in the sale, you'll be able to pick it up for a song. It'll be, like, practically nothing. And, yeah, it gets rave reviews, and as you say, awards left right and centre mostly based on the narrative and well certainly Mike and I we love a good narrative story we, in fact we're yeah. pretty much driven by narrative stories and this one has it in spades it covers a whole lot of really really deep themes sort of bullying and um, depression and all kinds of stuff so um, it does it in a very very sensitive and endearing and touching way and I, I want to know I want to play the story I want to hear it yeah well the story the kind of tagline is that you embark, embark on a journey and a company Haruto Soraki, a high schooler in his quest to find the memory he presum- presumably lost in an accident seven years ago. It's got that kind of Minecrafty, blocky kind of visual to it. Um, there's a couple other games on the Switch that do the same thing, but 
Um, I like the look of it. I've got to say, it does. It looks like a very charming RPG, and if the price is right, I'll definitely be taking a look at that. Uh, next up, Hype Train Digital have announced Breath Edge for the Nintendo Switch. Stranded in space, you must MacGyver your way home. <laughs> Coming out on the 6th of April, so just a couple of days to wait for this one, Anton. Indeed. So it seems to be a game, first person. Um, the ship has been destroyed. You must scalvage and put together things to kind of figure out how to get yourself home, build up massive space base almost. They have a bit where you build a little wee car in space. Uh, so not the most realistic, but you know this one could be fun. Uh, there could be a lot of depth here. I think it will be making the kind of moment-by-moment nature of the game captivating. Um, I would love to I would love to be like super hooked on this, but it is a, a tough space to make games. You know, we've had the, the No Man's Skies of the world and Maybe I'm just burnt. I don't know. How about yourself, Alistair? Are you more open to this than me? I don't know. I kind of saw this and thought it reminded me of, uh, what's that Sandra Bullock movie? Gravity. It's like gravity, but stupid. I mean, a bit of the trailer has the, the character holding up a chicken with ice cubes falling into the chicken's butt. I mean, it oh, is yes. very, very irreverent and random. But at the same time, it's very much sort of isolation, surviving in space. You're jumping between things that look like in death-defying moments. And it does have a lot of stuff to hook you in. I'm I'm genuinely kind of taken with this. Although I did uh, I did think, now, how are we going to pronounce this? Is it Breath Edge or is it Breathed? <laughs> <laughs> Breathed. Um, yeah. Do you know, it's funny because I hope that it keeps you captivated because that's my concern yeah. with this. And it's it looks nice. I think it looks decent. It's great to have another space, a game revolving around space whilst revolving in space. Uh, trying to survive on the Switch. And I do like, you know, you know how much I want Mass Effect to come to the Switch. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that there's enough there that you want to kind of keep playing it. But I'm a bit worried just looking at it that, you know, watching some of the gameplay, I think it looks good, but am I going to get bored? That's Anton where I'm worried. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't lie. This just has me wanting to watch The Martian more than actually play the game at the moment, <laughs> which is maybe not the intention, but. Ah, it does have some funny elements, Al. Yeah, there's one thing that I, I didn't quite get. I read a few articles about this online, but when it's actually been released, if you look at the trailer, they call it version 1.0, launching in February 25th, I think is the date they had for Steam. Now, it's obviously coming to us later, but I wonder if that means that it's going to be one of these things that continually give us new material for. So is it exactly um, what Mike was talking about, to keep it fresh and reinventing itself? And it could be... It could be this whole cool new platform with a whole lot of awesome stories and stuff happening in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it depends how they develop it, I guess. But it's, um, it is coming out soon. It's just coming out on the 6th, which by the time you listen to this, well, it could already be out, depending on when you're listening. Next up, Snoozy Kazoo. I think that's one of my favourite names yet um, for any any developer or any team. They've announced Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion for the Nintendo Switch. It's a comedic adventure game with multiple endings based on how good you are at tax evasion coming out on the 22nd of April 2021 so see I, whoever I come to first is going to take it as an insult with me thinking that they're good at tax evasion but Al I'm going to start with you what's your thoughts on this one I mean I'm not Yoshi I'm just saying that's <laughs> <laughs> one of these things if you're sure you sure <laughs> oh god anyway, no. carry on no what do you think what do you think? I, I, we, I vaguely remember talking about this before. I think this is in one of the Nintendo Partner Directs. And at the time, I think we said it looks really like, um, oh, what's a SNES Zelda called? A Link to the Past? Yeah, Link mm. to the Past. It yeah. looks really like it. And having rewatched it, rewatched the launch charge, it still looks really like a Link to the Past, but just slightly more irreverent and with a turnip who's been kicked out of his house. And now what's going to bring down the government? It's kind of, it's got all the hallmarks of being an absolute cult classic game. This. <laughs> what do you think, Anton? Yeah, I'm, I'm really vibing with this one. It just seems fun, lighthearted, um, while also destroying the government, which is a blend you don't get off too often. So I'm on board with this one. Uh, admittedly, Zelda subs aren't my cup of tea, but to be honest, I'm all in just for the writing and to see how far they can push this and finally find out if I'm any good at tax evasion. <laughs> Well, I could tell you from my years of tax evasion. Oh, no. Um, Do you know what? It looks like the kind of game that I think I'm going to really like, uh, to be honest. And um, I know it gets pretty good reviews already. I'm I'm exciting. I'm excited. I certainly... You are exciting, Mike. It's true. We, we I'm exciting. <laughs> I'm excited. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Um, I'm excited about it um, because I think... 
again, it's it's a great fit on the Switch. I think again, if you're something that you're playing on handheld, that to me is the kind of game that you can really get stuck into. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about it. And it's the company are called Snoozy Kazoo. What's not to like? I mean, it's great. I mean, who came up with that name? You know, I love kazoos. Everyone likes a snooze. Snoozy Kazoos done. <laughs> Um, so I'm all up for this game. <laughs> Excited about it. It's coming out the 22nd of April, by the way. Next up, before being taken off the eShop last week, Super Mario. Oh, we should all just have a moment, by the way, for Mario, shouldn't we? Really? Should we, we should just have a sort oh, of. Bless. Should we do a minute silence in a podcast? Minute silence. I don't think that really works in podcasts very well. Before being taken off the eShop last week, Super Mario 3D All-Star saw a rise in physical sales of 276%. Not really a huge surprise that happened, Al, is it? Uh... In sh- in short, no, <laughs> it is not a huge surprise at all. I mean that that was a always going to happen, and b a marketing genius move. Frankly, I mean these are games that have been around for a while. They will probably get re released maybe separately at some point, but they've managed to get a whole load of people, myself included, albeit in the past, to pay money to buy these old games. And there was a huge flurry mm. before they pulled it. That was genius, absolute genius. I am sad though, Anton, that Super Mario 35's gone. That's the bit where I'm a bit like, oh, I kind of like that game. Yeah, you know, it's it's been hanging on there for a wee bit there at the end. Yeah, um, I heard, yeah. Where it wasn't kind of taken down immediately. But, you know, it's a, it's a real shame, you know, if you didn't pick up this limited run of roughly around 9 million copies. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, keep an eye, you might find one one day. Um, but, you know... Hold out. We, we believe in you. Yeah, it's all it's all just marketing, but hey, <laughs> it works. Next up, Niantic CEO has tweeted an image of AR glasses. Okay, so is this going to be a Switch thing, Anton? What's the story here? Yeah, so the, I guess uh, if we want to push this as far as we want, they haven't confirmed or denied or said anything. They just shared and been like, the future AR glasses exist and we are an AR company. Um. This is going to be interesting. I don't think they are going to make glasses, but I think they are signaling that they may know about other people that are making glasses in the industries, maybe an Apple or a Google, and that they're fully set to just make money when that time arises. Um, I don't really know if there's too much to look into here. I saw a lot of people thinking that they were getting into the hardware game, Al, but I don't think that's... Uh, the full story here. No, I don't think it is as well. I mean, even was it face John Hanker, I think was the CEO, even he said, it's exciting to see the progress we're making to enable new kinds of devices that leverage our platform. Well, sure, I think by we, I think he's meaning the industry and leveraging our platform is AR. That's how I read that. That's just, we're doing cool things and we can use basically the engine we built for Pokemon Go and we rolled out for the Harry Potter one and we're going to roll it for Pikmin and we're going to roll it for a ton of other stuff because we are a one-trick pony. Sorry, did I just say that out loud? Maybe I did. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna chuck it onto these VR glasses, and we're excited because you can use our product in a different way. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cool potentially, but still, yes, it's uh, it probably is just that I would think. Next up, the Among Us airship is now out and available to play, and this is a handy time for us to mention that for anyone that is signed up to our. Uh, Patreon, then we will be doing that tomorrow night, which is Monday the 5th uh, from around about 8.30. So very excited. We're going to do a wee quiz thing first, but then we're going to do this. I'm looking forward to the airship map, not because we've actually, there's still maps we I don't think we've actually played, Anton, as a, as a group, but certainly this one um, I'm really excited about. And it's it, it's fun because it just adds a level of nobody knows what the heck they're doing even more than normal. Yeah, and um, there's not a centralized spawn in this new map, so you might actually get a chance to do some tasks before being murdered. Ooh, um, excellent. You know, this could be your map. <laughs> you excited for it, Al? Of course, I love a good game among us. If nothing else, I get a chance to kill you. It just means it's going to be harder to find you to kill you. But, you know, that muggle let that stop me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they should just like I think our version on this podcast for the Patreon is just kill Mike. I don't uh, among us to kill Mike or something. You know, it's like a subtitle. Honestly, everyone's against me. Next up, the Pokemon Company International have announced Pokemon Primers, a series of books targeted at babies. <laughs> Two books are A, B, C, and one, two, three. Oh, this is kind of cute. I could get a Pokemon Primer for my baby. No, Mike. No, this is just. Oh, this up. is the worst blatant kind of 
early brainwashing and just oh, this this one really angers me. There's plenty of books out there that sort of already have Pokemon and stuff in them that are for small kids, and that's kind of fine. I don't really mind that. But if you look at the content of these, literally the ABC book where you're just trying to teach kids the very, very basics of this is what the letter A is, it stands for Apple, this is letter B, it stands for Ball. They've got sort of, give an example, if you click onto Amazon, go onto the first book for ABC, they've got a demo page of E. It. It's got E. Electric type Imoga gets excited when it rains. They were so right into a storm to recharge their electric energy. Sod off. That is just brainwashing a child into liking and knowing all about the Pokemon universe. Stop it. Go away. Sod off. Leave education to small children alone. <laughs> One question for you: Were you a Transformers fan as a kid? Yes. Well, I liked right. the toys, but I never saw Story the cartoon. Story done. Story done. Mm. Because that was the whole cartoon. Everything was. I never saw the cartoon. To sell it. I never had it. I only ever had the toys because the toys are it's cool. Bit, but I but appreciate a, that. But that wasn't targeted. That little tiny babies who were just learning how to speak and what an apple was and what the letter A was. This just I mean, it just annoys me. This is just so blatant and abusing small children. It's not even like it's. I, like, I don't know. You're not even are you not even tempted to just take a peek at the book? Like, just don't, don't See, even go there. As the one <sighs> without a child, if I had the the resources to indoctrinate my child into gaming, I don't think that's the worst idea. <laughs> yeah, you know that means you know I can then in future buy consoles for the family. I think this is a very tactical move right here. I don't know how much sequel potential ABCs has got, but I'm sure they can go for a while on one, two, My, three, my little brother could have told you all the Pokemon uh, when he was three, I would say. Uh, he would have been three. He could have told you every Pokemon. Um, and, and he didn't need an ABC book to do that. He was going to do it anyway. If you'd bought him the ABC book, he'd have told you what the ABC book was going to tell you. He would be like, well, she is for Charizard. Oh, yeah. And so on. Um, by, the t- by the age of three. So... I, I'm kind of like whatever. If you want to buy it, it's there. You're not. It's not being forced into you through education. It's not like it's going to be in schools tomorrow. They're not going to get rid of the ABC song and oh, I'm sorry, we're going to replace it with the ABC Pokemon book tomorrow. So I'm okay with it. It's an option. You know, the worst thing is it's temporarily out of stock on Amazon. I hope that means See, it's not it's been popular. there yet. <laughs> it's popular. <laughs> I think it's all right. Tomorrow, uh, the uh, what other game could be? Uh, the Grand Theft Auto Guide. To the alphabet, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's a thing and uh, it's ridiculous, but it's out. Uh, we're sad to share on March the thirty first, twenty twenty one. Mario, Mario, yes, Mario, Mario, Mario. That's his real name. Mario, Mario. Is it actually his full name? Genuinely, yes. His yeah. name is Mario, okay. Mario. Sadly, he passed away at his residence in the Mushroom Kingdom. Our memes and condolences go out to Luigi and the rest of his family. So, yes, just as a, a little bit of a, um, a sad story, the sad tale of Mario. And it's sad, Anton, isn't it? Because we'll never see him again. He'll never be in any future product ever again. That's it. It's done. Yeah, you know, the this is a long time, 35 years. Um, it's quite young, but, you know, he got through a good chunk of his adulthood. Um, and, you know... We'll ha- finally have Doctor Luigi too. To be fair, he was uh, old. So he I'm was happy. older than thirty-five because when we first appeared on our screens, I think he was at least supposed to be like a middle-aged bloke at that point. So I reckon he's probably probably quite old now. I think he had good innings. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Um, can I just say that Mario, there'll be an announcement about a new map. Well, there's Mario Golf coming in like a month, so it's just all ludicrous. <laughs> oh, but... it's post-mortem album. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's it. Next yeah, you may, up, you may uh, as well Ninten- jump to this, this one story down because it's basically the same topic. <laughs> okay, CNN have published an unironic article um, called Super Mario Brothers fans or bros fans are panicking over rumours that Mario is going to die, covering how fans are panicking and how following the delisting of Super Mario 3D All-Stars, many have speculated that it may mean Mario's life will be ending too. No! 
CNN. <laughs> CNN. They're not going to kill off a beloved character that is loved by almost Who's everybody. Who's their mascot from... and they've just built an entire like, theme park around. <laughs> Very unlikely. Very unlikely. Um, anyway, that's not happening. Can I just say, though, this is an interesting one. Nintendo have partnered with the K-pop group twice for a promotional photo shoot. Uh, the... Uh, group were playing Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Super Mario 3D World, and Bowser's Fury and Ring Fit Adventure. Very much like we've seen with um, the movie star that does all the Animal Crossing ones. I can't remember her name. Uh, Brie Larson. Yes, Brie Larson. Uh, very similar. Um, for those that don't know Twice, I can tell you that they are one of uh, K-pop's biggest groups and certainly have been the biggest girl group and very, very, very big following. Their last album sold about a million copies. So... Uh, very big artist, um, but you may not know of them. But if you like K-pop, you definitely will, Anton. Yeah, I, I love this as a, a big brain marketing move. Nintendo knows the K-pop stands are going to spam this on things. Even if people don't want to see it, they're going to be spamming it. Uh, so they've got so much free marketing potential just by paying a lot of money to get these photos. Um, they're not like got Nintendo logos in them. They just happen to have switches and... Um, you know, genius marketing. Uh, and I don't, I believe the, the Switch is out in uh, South Korea at the moment and selling incredibly well. So, oh, yeah. It's, it's... A lot of money here. Um, and I have seen some K pop stands already see this stuff and go out and buy Switches the same day yeah. already. So, the, sw- the, Switch, <laughs> the Switch was out in Korea quite early on, actually. I think it was not. If, if any behind us it wasn't much different um, but um, I, what people that don't know K-pop might not realise is the sheer power of their fans they they tend to take over the internet and um, you know um, I know just how powerful that can be to, to get a really big group on side so I guess twice are probably there's maybe one or two other girl groups that might have got the kind of um, girl group version of the boy group who would have been BTS would have been their number one there but um, it's certainly a very very big uh, marketing campaign and a, a clever trick as well Al it, it is yeah it's a very smart move on Nintendo's part because you know as you say they've got a large and very uh, active audience and I do wonder who else we can see them partner up with over the years Nintendo has done some really cool advertising things with the most bizarre and eclectic group of people you could possibly put together from almost every genre and every world they have done stuff with people and it never ceases to amaze me how these random deals come to be but yeah well, my only question when I heard that was sort of hey Sunny, does this twice lot do the new compact discs can you get the music on that yes you can that's where they sell most of their music oh actually, jolly genuinely. good yes that's uh, that's uh, Korea and uh, you put me off on a tangent talking about my other job now Korea and Japan um, CD sales are still very 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 big part of um, the industry because they're seen as a bit like collector's items I guess and um, they sell hundreds and thousands of copies of CDs so yes so you are you, you can get it on compact disc I'm not sure if they have it on gramophone which is probably more your age group but um, hey, don't you be rude. CD. I still have CD my anyway. uh, audio cassette tapes. Do they have it on a horn from the beach that you can stick in your ear? Can I have <laughs> a barbershop quartet? Sing it to me. <laughs> yes. Bom, 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 bom. Right, next up, uh, we've got a Lego Star Wars news, the Skywalker saga, which I'm really excited about. Woo-hoo! It's been delayed again. Uh, which is kind of I mean, it, I don't mind if it's going to be great when it's finished because, you know, Al, me and you, we do love a good Lego game. And it's, I mean, Lego Star Wars, the first ones are probably still up there with my favourite experiences. And I really want this one to be really, really good. And it is slightly different. It's a bit more kind of of the time as well. So excited to see what it's like on the Switch. Please make it a good port, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I have such a love-hate relationship with these games. I genuinely love the LEGO games so much. And my son is playing the, the original LEGO games actually now on the iPad. And he is now falling in love with them and thinks they're great. And it, it's wonderful. But so many of them have been so bad and glitchy and just let down on really simple technical sides of things. And they don't patch them. I mean, they make a game, they throw it out, and they walk away regardless of how broken it is. And, I mean, it was the last year I was playing the Marvel Superheroes 2 one and I ended up giving up and just getting rid of it because it broke so often. And it just really annoys me. And if they're delaying this one, that's great. If they deliver a good, solid working game. 
because this has so much potential. It looks beautiful in all the trailers. I'm so hyped for it. But if they mess this up, I'm going to be so angry. I'm going to sort of I'm going to get a lynch mob and I'm going to go straight down to their headquarters and I wonder, do something. I wonder, Anton, if they're doing a bit of a reset right now in terms of, because we've seen so many Lego games and as Al's right, they, they tended to just put out another product with the same frame, the same, you know, the same uh, kind of game, essentially. Um, but now this does look like a very different Lego game. It feels like yeah. there's a lot more going into it. And I wonder if maybe this is their kind of reset where they're saying, right, we've done that. We, we need to now look forward to how we're going to modernize these games because they are getting to the point where some of the lego games are well 13 12 13 years old so we we are at that point now where we need to see something new so is it a case of that and do we actually can we look at this positively yeah i i saw this as quite a bit of positive news because i am of the stance that this is a, a full reboot of the lego franchise generally because during the wii u era especially i, I know because i had to buy all of them for the complete set they were turning out like four Lego games a year, uh, and you know they were pumping them out. It was the same engine, the same structure, just different IP. And during that time, it felt like maybe the games were having you know a year and a bit of development with separate teams. Right now, there's just one Lego team making one game that's been delayed a couple times, but. You know, the scope of this game seems so much larger than anything they've done before. The attention detail seems a lot larger. And as well as that, they seem to be less afraid than they were with some of those games during the Wii U, Xbox One and PS4 era. Um, they seem a lot more keen here to mix up the format a little. So whether or not this is just the start of a new spam of LEGO games or if this is just them going full in and you know trying to make a good game, I have a feeling it's a liar. Uh, I really, but, really want them to do a, a sequel to Lego City Underground or whatever it was. That was great. Um, I love that game. It's a great game. And the port in the Switch was poor, uh, really poor, although it's a great game. And um, it would be so good. And But I feel like they're looking at like what they did differently with that one, because that was slightly different. And you can see moments in this one, Anton, can't you, with what we've seen so far that they're trying something a bit different. It looks very shiny, it looks very new, but it also looks like there's a lot more to it. Yeah, I, I think it was, um, we, we even did a snippet of it on our YouTube channel a wee bit back, was that they had like 500 playable characters in this game, mm -hmm. which that is just excessive. <laughs> like that isn't a game company making a game on economy, which looking back when they were doing like four games a year, that was, you know, economy game making put out, don't worry about it as you were saying, Al. Um, so now it seems a little bit more reined in that they, you know, they've taken their more pros profitable IP. You know, if they were really wanting to make money, you know, I think they did an episode seven game. They could have done a couple more of those, but you know, it's a complete package. It feels final. There's not going to be another nine Star Wars movie. Star Wars movies coming out of nowhere. So, yeah, really promising here. Well, they haven't yeah. actually released a console game since 2017. The last one was 2017. They've, le they've released a couple of them on Mac and Windows, but not a console one since LEGO Worlds. Wow, there we go then. It's exciting stuff. Can see what happens. Uh, next up, uh, if you remember Platinum Games' Platinum 5 campaign, well, the fifth and final announcement is World of Demons, an Apple Arcade exclusive. Yes, I do remember the, the big hype around this. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a damp squib, to be honest, is it not? <laughs> Yeah, I think this is, um, we always mention this in reference to Nintendo, but the, the Platinum 5 campaign was ultimately a brilliant example of how not to temper expectations. Mm -hmm. Like, one of them was they had a new office, which means nothing to no one. They had Wonderful 101, and then a couple other small things. You can't even remember, that's how um, memorable they were. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, it's a real shame. I, I've really, a lot of people are hoping that this final one would be Bayonetta 3. Um, maybe maybe in 2030 <laughs> well every time you mention Bayonetta 3 you get no no look over here look over there don't look don't mention Bayonetta 3 look over here yeah I actually I, I mean okay so this has been around on uh, Apple Arcade for a wee while but I was watching the trailer and it looks like it's a fun enough samurai hack and slash with some interesting albeit you not unique visuals but what I took away from is that every single bad guy you fight looks thoroughly depressed and sad I sort of feel like you go around the world hacking away at people who are already very very miserable it seems it seems mean <laughs> oh. yeah i mean yeah i don't have much to add to it really <laughs> it's just it's yeah yeah 
Next up, Prime 2D has got a playable demo for PC. Is this the fan-made thing, Anton? Indeed. So it is a, a fan-made port slash new game of Metroid Prime, but done in 2D. Um, oh. In its materials, it is just Prime 2D. Metroid doesn't exist. This has nothing to do with it. Metroid. Don't come at us, Nintendo Warriors uh, slash Copyright Office. Um, <laughs> but overall, this looks really fantastic. And honestly, if Nintendo pulled this out and just like, here you go, it looks on track to be selling a lot of money. I, I was very impressed, especially as a, like, a small fan-made title. Al. It does look amazingly good. And you, you're right, when you watch it, you can tell it is very obviously Metroid, but equally, very obviously isn't Metroid. <laughs> it's Samus, but it's not Samus running around the levels. It's Metroid level design, but it's not Metroid. It's walking a very, very fine line, but I hope it gets away with it because it does look excellent. And there's a lot of love oh. and attention going to this. Surely the right thing for Nintendo to do is go, wow, come and speak to us. Let's see what we can do with this. That, that would be the would right be thing, but that's perfect. not the Nintendo thing to do. <laughs> well, I was going to say... That's the right thing, but Nintendo don't do that. Next up, Summer Game Fest 2021 has been announced for June 2021, surprisingly enough. Um, what are we expecting to get here, Anton? What do you expect from Summer Game Fest? Any thoughts? Yes. So this, um, if you don't recall from last year, was basically the skeleton structure that made up a E3 mm-hmm. of last year. So uh, this will be the overarching banner that you know we'll have our Ubisoft Connects, our EA Plays, uh, our Nintendo conferences will just fall under this naturally. A uh, good thing to note is the Summer Game Fest website, they do give you, at least they did last year, I haven't checked for this year, but I presume they would, uh, give you a calendar that you can download that will have all of your new conferences events. So if you're somebody who nice. likes to watch the events live, uh, go check their website for when they launch that because that is incredibly handy for not missing all of the new game news, Square Enix, Bethesda, the whole shebang. Yeah. They all love doing their little wee shows here and there. Nice. Interesting. Uh, Al, what's it? Is this one still? Because I remember last year it was called Jeff Kingsley's Summer Game Fest. Is this one still being pegged as that, or have they dropped Jeff Kingsley? Oh, Jeff Keeley. Yes, Keighley. yes. He's he's still uh, running and launching this whole thing. Uh, I think um, he's doing less this year. Last time he was like doing pre-shows for the old every single little bit, but I think now that uh, Summer Game Fest and the Game Awards are slowly becoming more successful. It is more of a company it's its own right now and not just Jeff Keighley, <laughs> which you can only do so much. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting. There's certainly going to be lots to, to talk about and, you know, who knows what kind of announcements we will get. Maybe they'll resurrect that Mario dude that just died. I don't know. It depends. Ooh, I don't remember him. I don't remember him very well. Oh, right, he had it coming. He died in every Super Smash Bros. trailer. He's gone. Everyone, and to be fair, he's him. died in every game of his I've ever played. Quite a lot, That's, actually. Yeah, <laughs> he's usually he's usually dead within about ten seconds. In mine, it is time for this week's rumor. No, I'm not normally one for gossip, but <laughs> just the one. Uh, Life is strange. True Colors has been leaked by the ESRB for Nintendo Switch. I've got to say, Anton, if this comes to the Switch, this would be a real good one to get. Yeah, you know, I feel like the the Life is Strange games just had a level of polish that the the Walking Dead's and the Telltale stuff didn't, uh, which probably um, could be attributed to not going out of business. Uh, But I think this looks brilliant. And, you know, they put out the trailers for this new title. It was just recently announced, so this hasn't been one that's been floating around. And I feel like once we get our first Nintendo Direct or Partner Showcase, maybe that one where they show off the new XCOM, We'll possibly see this one alongside and then it'll be folded into the Nintendo canon for forever, Al. Um, yeah, their games, I, I have a funny feeling. I think I played the first installment or I played a bit of the first installment on the PS, I would say possibly the three possibly when it first came out, if it would have been that era. Uh, and I don't know if I ever finished it, but everybody raves about them so much that I really need to get back into them and getting more Life is Strange, well, hopefully, is only a good thing as long as I don't mess it up. And I don't see why they would. They're experienced. They know what they're doing now. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool, I must admit. Um, and it's the kind of game... I, I'm trying... I'm with you, Al. I'm thinking if I've actually played these. I think I might have, you know, um, the first one. But it's uh, it has been a while. So I'm excited if that does come to the Switch because it's it's definitely the kind of game that we like and I'll definitely yeah. give it a go if it does happen. And uh, the sensible thing Square Enix has done with the release one and two is they always give away the first episode for free which 
I think is a brilliant, you know, market employee. It gives you a chance to actually taste them out because, you know, I didn't try The Walking Dead until I was given a copy of The Walking Dead. So being able to get, you know, the first episode for free, you know, that could make a sale. Yeah, it's very, very exciting, very interesting to see if it happens. And that is it. That is a rumour. So it's time for this week's quiz. I have so many questions. It is indeed. We are at quiz time again. Anton at nine points. Mike at... Well, he's at four. <laughs> but you know what? doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mike tries Taking valiantly every single week. Exactly. And I for do. that, we applaud fine. him. Oh, I just bashed the microphone. It wasn't in anger either. It was just a coincidence. It was right. just excitement. You're just giddy. You can't wait to oh, get stuck in. I can't wait to lose again. I mean, to win again. To, to, no, let's let's we could, have a go. We could always assemble a council to find out if we up the the handicap. We give you three points to one for me. No, I don't want that. I just want to continue as we are. Because look, if you put it this way, right? So what is it? 9-4? Nine, 9-4 four? Nine, so four at the moment, yeah. If I win the next three, I'm ahead of you. It's 10-9. That's true, and right. let's face it, you, you you might do. Who knows? Let's try jump. It. Let's jump in and try. We we're neck and neck for a while. Yeah. We were, but it's been a bad run, and I was very unlucky three in a row. I hate to bring this up again, but <laughs> you know, if that had gone the other way, when I'd been unlucky with those three, then it would be a different story. So anyway, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's see if you can get these ones. It's getting, it's tell you, it's getting harder and harder each week to come up with games from the past. There's so many of them, but trying to think of them. It's just nuts, particularly because I tend to like playing games or bringing up games that I've at least played myself at some point. But anyway, let's get jump. Uh, let's jump straight in. So this first game was a 2009 third-person action adventure game. Alan Wake, not. Lost Planet, and it is not. It was released on the PS3 and the Xbox 360. It was also then released on Windows, OS X, the PS4, and the Xbox One later on. Mm, OS X oh, um, 2009 did you say? I did yeah uh, <laughs> Dead Space No Vanquish? No It's built in Unreal Engine 3 and it incorporated substantial stealth action Come on, Anton, you're allowed Watch to get the ponder. Oh, I've been letting you go first. Um... Don't let me go first. Just do your game. It's fine. I'm all right. We'll lose it. It's fine. I'm, I, I can think <laughs> of a couple of games that, but I'm, t- I'm so bad at remembering names. And I probably, I definitely will have this game. Um, uh, Dark Void. It is not Dark Void. Mike, do you want to take a stab at one? Yeah. Stealth, did you say? Uh, yeah. Um, yep. A lot of stealth I'm action. Gonna, I'm going to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know um, Grand Theft Windows It is not Grand Theft Windows However it did win Best Action Adventure Game Best Game And Game of the Year From various media outlets As well as holding Guinness World Record um, 2009 oh, I don't yep. know <laughs> It seems like it should be so obvious But I, I can't remember um, You will so kick yourselves on... It was on The 7th gen consoles And the 8th gen consoles uh, I'm just going to nod and Say yeah. Yes, it was. It was basically originally released on the PS3 and the Xbox 360, and then later on the PS4 and the Xbox One. And PC. And PC. Um, I mean, so many games came out at that time, though. I think the big self franchise I, I can remember from that time didn't go across both. So it's not Hitman. It is not a Splinter Cell. Um, let's go for Splinter Cell anyway. <laughs> not. Mike, do you want to take a stab at it? I, d- I, d- I don't know. All right. Uh, it's based in a fictional city. Sort of. Uh, oh, uh, oh, the name of it. So bad with names. I know. Um, Watch Dogs. Oh. Good shout. Batman, Ar- Batman Arkham City? Yes. Oh, technically well Arkham done. Asylum, but I'll give you Arkham City. You're close enough. Is that on iOS? Yeah, not iOS, OS X. Oh, that's why I got confused. I was thinking it was on mobile. Was like, what the hell's on mobile? <laughs> <laughs> and okay, the, uh, the Guinness World Record it holds is the most critically acclaimed superhero game ever. Genuinely holds the Guinness right. World Record for that. Well, so there you go. Oh, great game, though. <laughs> so uh, Anton won. <laughs> Do you know the biggest problem with that one, though? It wasn't that the game, you're right, it's an obvious one, but 
there's so many games around that time that, that described up until pretty much the end that you, you could have been talking about so many different games I know the records it's one of the reasons why I quite like that one it's also why I didn't I deliberately didn't give you the publisher or the developer because it would have yeah, been too yeah. easy well too easy for Anton but anyway next one <laughs> alright let's move on <laughs> so this is a 1991 game in that year it was released on the NES the SNES the Game Boy the Amiga DOS and it was also released on the Genesis and the Game Gear Odd. That's a proper. Uh, Altered Beast. No. Lemmings. No. Developed by Bethesda Software Softworks. Also. Golden Axe. Also, no, by Sega of America. And Imagineering Inc. And Probe Entertainment. And Manly and Associates. Wow. I'm being slightly sneaky with this one. Strictly speaking. No, I shall see if we can get it from that, any of them. Well, I, I've I've already said mine. So I yeah, you have. So you're no. Uh, the Elder Scrolls one. It is not no. Uh, the game is technically many games, but they all have the same name, and they're all supposed to be the same game, but they're not. All right. Could you go through the 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 developers again, please. They were Bethesda Softworks, Sega of America, Imagineering Inc., Probe Entertainment, Manly and Associates. 91? Yeah. Uh, okay, let's think. What would have been in all those systems? It'll be something very, very obvious. Again. Californian Games? Oh. Nope. That's a really good shout. Um, <laughs> this is a painful quiz you've put together. This I know, no, this I'm loving hard. this. This is great. <laughs> um, What about... I don't think it's necessarily mini games. I think it's more talking about the fact that it's across different systems, so the versions of the games were slightly different. Is what I think he's talking about. All right, I don't I'll give you. It. I'll move on to the next one. So, published by THQ, Ultron, Sega, and Capstone. Is this thing? I know. I know. I'm um, thoroughly enjoying this. I'm it's great. I think what would be, would be around that time because I mean, I'm pro- I'll, again, I'll have had this game most likely. You probably did at some point. I know I had at least I had one version of this on the NES. Okay. Was hmm. it? Was it? Um, Desert Strike. No, but I love I love where your brain's going. You're going to kick yourself because it's nothing like that. What, what's the jo- the consoles? <laughs> it was the NES, SNES, Game Boy, Amiga, DOS, oh. Genesis, and Game Gear. Mike, you've already made your guess, so you can't guess it. I know, again. I know, I want it's fine. Until? Um, Mario the Offcuts. No. no. <laughs> and Sega in 91. Come on, Anton, <laughs> get with the program. All right. We've got time anyway. So, we, we, we're early, so we it's are. all good. We are indeed. So, on the NES version, you must avoid being caught for 20 minutes. You set traps, you can hide in certain areas, but only for two consecutive turns, and there's two different game over screens, and someone in our Discord has just guessed it. You can set traps. Yeah. Spy versus spy? It's not spy versus spy, no. Love that game. Um avoid being caught. Uh Bomberman. It's not Bomberman. In the SNES version, you bring valuables to a safe room while avoiding burglars in your house. You've got to make it past rats, bats, spiders, and ghosts in the basement to fight your way th- to a boss and then into a safe room. Ghouls and goblins. Shadow of the Beast. Shadow of the Beast. Not that. It's based in a house at Christmas. Home Alone. Home Alone. Hey, Mike got one. <laughs> hey. Oh, man. I've actually watched. <laughs> GG. Do, do you know, this is actually true. Recently, I watched a Let's Play of Home Alone on the SNES. Um, and I watched it for about an hour and it was awful. <laughs> It's so bad. What, what what one of our lovely patrons uh, w- managed to would you, guess Would you that? like to have a guess which one Moxie. of our patrons? Moxie? Of course it was Moxie. Moxie is the most... No- <laughs> Moxie's more knowledgeable about video games than you are, Anton. He should be... Moxie should be in my yeah, that, place in this quiz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it makes it 1-1 one, one, though, so I'm it still in this. It does so make it 1-1, one, one, and I'm intrigued to see which one of you is probably going to get a bang on the money. In fact, before I tell you the game... And I'm going to give it to Mike because he's furthest behind. Mike, do you want to go first or second on this one? I hate this because if, if I say first, 
it's always a game I don't know. If I say second, I kick myself and go, why didn't I go first? I'll go well, first. You, you'll know the game. It's just a question. I said I'll go year. first. I've decided already. What year did Donkey Kong Country come out? <laughs> oh, I love this. I just love That's making Mike so uncomfortable necess- and angry. It's great. That's not one I don't think I would actually know as well. I don't. I definitely wouldn't know this one as well. Okay, let me think logically. I can tell you, Moxie is one year off the year. 94. 95. <sighs> Mike. You're so close. You're so close, Mike. In fact, you're so close you hit it right on the nail. It was 1994. Yes, oh, get in. Congrats. <laughs> oh, yes. Eat my now, dust, Anton. Mike six. Anton nine. Well done, <laughs> on Mike. On the money. He Eat my it. dust. He did oh, you're it. three points ahead of me. Oh, oh that was hard. Oh, that was tough. <laughs> feel like I've earned my stripes tonight for that. Um, thanks, uh, Al. That was good. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really enjoyed that. That was great because yep. that was one of my favourite quizzes I've done in a long time because both, both games one you'd both heard of but you were probably never going to get. It was... Oh, it made me yeah. so happy. <laughs> to be fair, that was a good quiz. And also, um, I think they were all games that there were a lot of options as to what they might have been and almost too many options and even the last one because at first I'm thinking Donkey Kong Country I'm like I'm thinking like the later versions because yeah. that was a tough one because it was so late in the console's time because I had that like SVX chip with the 3D graphics but yeah. also managed to squeeze in free sequels so it couldn't have been too late <laughs> mm-hmm. that um, was where I went with good with quiz well. well done Al thank you very much well done Anton and, and well done Mike by, you got two points quite some you space. did great Thank you. Uh, that is it. Remember, once again, uh, please do check out our website. It's nsukp.co.uk. And for our patrons, we're doing another episode this week. It will be the uh, Roundup. Roundup we'll be doing, which is our kind of one we do every fortnight. Anton, anything you'd like to add? Uh, yes. If you haven't checked out yet, check out some of the, the backlog of the prequel. Uh, we've done a good couple of exciting ones recently. I've been having tons of fun there and of course if you are not on the patreon you can learn more info at nsukp.co.uk forward slash support dash us <laughs> al any final words yes drops an email not pod- ever not oh, good lord that got dark quick <laughs> <laughs> like mario you'll be having your final words tonight <laughs> <laughs> yes no just drop me uh, drop me some final things for me to read uh, at uh, podcast at nsukp.co.uk i will thoroughly enjoy reading them before mike murders me hopefully just in among us <laughs> well among us tomorrow you see so that's where where that came in uh, that is it thank you so much for listening goodbye Cheerio. au revoir